I'm Mitchell Vandenberg. And I'm David Scarlatescu. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics, including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get back to the scene. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Scene. Mitchell, we've got a pretty good list of topics to go over today. And today is the day we watch Avatar, um, and we'll be doing a very special two-episode-in-one-week uh, situation where we will be reviewing Avatar tomorrow as well. So, Mitchell, what are the topics today? We're going to start off with uh, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer. They did Sony Pictures dropped a trailer this week of the new Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse movie. And what are your thoughts? You just watched it. I literally just watched it. Um, honestly, it gave me goosebumps, if I have to be perfectly honest. I really like the kind of mellow but like kind of feel good vibe that they went with. And then just showing the little bits of clips. Um, Also some pretty interesting Easter eggs in there. You've obviously got an older Miles Morales kind of going Mm -hmm. into that later adolescence or young adult kind of vibe to it. So pretty intriguing. What about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, It is, I guess the movie still, it comes out in June. So it's like six months away. Yes, it's part of the June multi-marathon of movies. (laughs) So, like, I mean, a trailer this far out, I wasn't expecting, like, them to drop massive bombs in it. Yeah. But I really like the, especially at the end of the trailer, it kind of gets into um, Spider-Man 2099, played by Oscar Isaac. Where some of them are villains? Well, I don't think he's a, well, Spider-Man 29 isn't really a villain at all. He's actually another superhero. But it looks like, there's some shots in the trailer where it shows him and he looks like he has with a daughter or something like that. Something could have been bad happened or something like that, or he needs, I'm assuming he's the one bringing all the Spider-Man together. Cause we saw in the post credit scene of the last movie, he and dimension hopping. So maybe he's trying to prevent something from happening or his daughter from dying or something like that. And then, but it could be like some kind of moral conflict because Gwen Stacy's like, I thought we were the good guys. And he's like, we are the good guys. I think they're going to run into some villain Spider-Man for sure. Oh, well, actually, maybe uh, Superior Spider-Man. I think he was spotted in the trailer. Yes, because there's there's a lot of scenes with them like it almost looks like they could be running from Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, or like swinging away, I guess. Or Miles finds something out and then Spider-Man 2099 kind of convinces the rest of the uh, Spider-Man that Miles is actually yep. on the wrong side. Something like that. I'm assuming it would probably be some misunderstanding. It's going yeah. to be a twist for sure. Oh, and also Peter Parker's a daddy. A daddy? Yeah, because I don't know if you noticed, but it's like he's had the Peter Parker from the last movie. He's now wearing like a house robe and he's having his little like baby care carrier like a on him. child kangaroo harness kind yeah of situation. that's what he has on yeah. and then there's a shot where you can kind of see like the side he actually has his daughter on uh in his little pouch pouch thing yeah, yeah. wild in other trailer news uh speaking of kangaroos i guess not really kangaroos but dinosaurs yes we got the trailer for 65 as well looks pretty interesting uh adam driver and that's pretty much it. A little, little girl. girl that plays uh, in Logan. What? No. That, that it looks her? like it's not her. It looks, it looks a like lot her. like she's her. like 18, 19 now. Get out. Really? Yeah. I know. I was like surprised. Well, that movie came up. Logan came up five years ago. Yeah. It did. They shot it six years ago. It, it looks a lot like her. Okay. So Adam Driver and 
So Kylo Ren gets thrown on some random planet. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it looks pretty interesting. They kind of throw a twist at the end that shows it's actually somehow they travel through some sort of wormhole, I guess, in space and puts them back in time 65 million years to when the Earth is Pangea and there's dinosaurs on it. I was thinking it's kind of like reverse Planet of the Apes. Because on the okay. original Planet of the Apes, you know, they go on a spaceship and they end up getting stuck on what they think is an alien planet, but it's actually Earth in the future. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen a single Planet of the Apes okay. either. <laughs> the original Planet of the Apes is that it was all came from is like some astronauts go into space, they land on a planet full of apes. They yep. think it's an alien world, but it turns out it's actually Earth in the future. Oh. That's a huge twist. They like, oh. he finds like, cause like, and there's humans on that planet, but they're like unintelligent like they can't speak they're kind of like docile or whatever so the roles have reversed so, okay. yeah so then like this ash human astronaut comes in and the apes are freaking out like how can this human talk and then they say oh he must have been trained like he's like some kind of like circus animal thing <laughs> and then he then he, then he finds out that like he finds a human doll and the apes are like oh our ape children have like human dolls all the time and then he's there's a string on the back oh a human doll that can talk and then he finds out he like at the end of the movie he finds a statue of liberty like half destroyed like on a beach and then finds it and then officially confirms that oh this is earth in the future interesting okay so way off track but <laughs> the theory is then that it's basically kind of the same idea but reverse like going in the past yeah no it, it it's interesting super shitty because how do you get out of that situation yeah i uh, uh, prepared the ship yeah and then what <laughs> with with uh yeah because you somehow managed to go like 65 million years in the past so how are you supposed to go to back to your timeline after that uh, i don't know unless the ship has like time travel capabilities or like i don't know you got to some wormhole when does There's, this when does this movie come out march well we'll have to wait till march to find out I know. exactly but definitely something I'll, I'll probably see in theaters it looks pretty decent i like dinosaur movies so yeah i mean plus I've, like most dinosaur movies are dominated by jurassic park so it's kind of nice to see something else that's, that's true dinosaur related that's and it almost gives different. like predator rambo vibes because mm-hmm. he's like by himself kind of well thing. speaking of which have you seen the new prey movie no it's very good yeah it came out august 5th this year okay disney plus i think you might like it okay but i don't know how you're a little like i mean horror horror with a purpose is not a problem for me. okay it has a purpose horror with a purpose kind of falls more into the thriller category it's not like i don't know a slash movie where literally everyone dies just you know it's not it's even not even those don't bother me i'm more like i don't know like paranormal activity and like just ones that are just like just all completely demented and don't really have like a, I mean, I guess you could argue story. that you could argue that they do have a story and a purpose, but there's I no know. character arc. Yeah. No flaw that the protagonist has to overcome none of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. It's just, I don't like movies where the whole basis of it is to make you scared. If it has like elements of horror in it, in it yeah. no problem at all. Um, but yeah. Okay. And moving on from trailers, what is their next topic? Uh, Fantastic Four has officially begun pre-production. Fantastic Four has begun. So that means writing mainly. Yeah, production concept arts being created and stuff like that. Um, it's just kind of really nice. Do you think they have really cast yet? At this point, uh, pretty close to almost being locked down, I would imagine. They have to announce that soon. They got to give us something. Well, the thing is, like, even though they announced that they're in pre-production, I'm pretty sure they've been in pre-production. They've been in pre-production for this movie for like a long time. The thing is, Matt Shackman just signed on to direct yeah. in the fall, so when he got a brand new director attached, a lot of stuff's got to be redone. Yeah. So like, it's like what the director wants. Like maybe like put the his stories. Own spin on it. Yeah, the stories. Probably the scripts probably got rewritten and stuff. Um, 
character tone, probably art style. All that's got to basically go for probably for the some stuff's probably carried over, but a lot of it's from the ground up. Another one I'm really excited for. I think I think Marvel's going to do it justice this time. Yeah, like I mean, it's or like, Disney, I guess I should say. Yeah, it's just like there's so many like all over the place re- reports of this person might be Mister Fantastic or Sue Storm or even Johnny. I'm Storm. tired of that, man. I just it's want to like know. I, yeah, I know. Kevin Feige originally says we make sure people that we know and don't know. So I'm expecting. I'm assuming because Johnny Storm's the youngest. I'm assuming this could be a new actor that we never heard of. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. So, I don't know. Like, is 20th Century Fox just completely abolished now? No, uh, it it's been rolled into the Disney umbrella, or did they keep, like, the same... Yes, so it's still its own production studio. It goes under... Instead of being um, 20th Century Fox, it's now 20th Century Studios. Okay. And they still go through the so Disney... So they basically guy. just... Disney just swallowed it. They didn't just yeah. buy it and rebrand it, kind of, right? No, they Yeah, just they just got removed Fox from the name. Yeah, they, they wanted the rights. I think they wanted there the rights some, and stuff, right? I, th- I think there's some CEO switches and stuff like that, or uh, just studio heads, but minor, like for the minor, minor changes, yeah. But like, in terms of like, actual... The, the, the production company still operates. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then... Oh yeah, okay. I just went off like a bunch of like tangents in my head that we could talk about with Fox and Searchlight and 20th Century Studios, but that's kind of way off topic. <laughs> hey, that's what this show's about. I guess okay, okay. I'll, well, like because also they inherited Searchlight Pictures, which is also um, Fo- was Fox's uh, independent uh, studio brand. Yeah, and actually, it was announced last week that Taylor Swift's writing and directing a movie that's going through Searchlight Pictures. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like fiction, it's rom-com? A, it's, a, it's a script that she wrote herself. Interesting. Good for Taylor getting into the movie business. I will be curious to see what comes yeah, It's actually, because apparently she wrote a sh- wrote and directed, I think wrote and directed, she did a short film before and I, I haven't seen it and apparently has Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink in it hmm. from Stranger Things and apparently it was really good. Okay. And like the thing is, because she's like doing, she's going through Searchlight Pictures, which is kind of the more smaller when you say independent, it could be anywhere between 50,000 to $30 million. So like <laughs> when you say low budget movie, it's kind of all over the place, but I'm assuming cause Taylor Swift's directing a couple, definitely several million, but in comparison, it's not, it's not a huge Hollywood blockbuster for a first time director to do, which is smart. Cause yeah. like, here's a good example. X-Men dark Phoenix. Okay. First time director, huge tentpole movie, hundreds of million dollars on the line. Yeah. Not a good idea. Well, and it didn't... Mortal Kombat, yeah. another example. First-time director. First-time writer. 100 million. I don't know if it was 100. It was like probably, I'm assuming, 50 to 70 million on the budget. Wow. A lot of pressure. A lot of boots to fill. No, you're right. I think I think she starts, go small, she starts small. Then. And if basically expectations are not the highest, like a blockbuster height, they're just average. If it does really well and exceptionally, maybe she moves on to something mm-hmm. else in the future. Otherwise... It just is a fun project for her to look back on with her friends and family and say, you know, look when I tried to do that. I remember when I tried to do that kind of thing. So I think very low downside and exponential upside. So yeah, good same. for her. I like it. Yeah. Um, was there anything else? Oh, yeah. The Barbie trailer dropped today. You haven't watched it yet. No, but- I haven't watched that one. But that one's... Wait... With Margot thought, Robbie and Ryan yeah, Gosling. Yeah, I've, I've seen something with it. They've released photos and stuff like that. Like, all No, no, I've, I've seen some kind of video regarding it and everything, too. It might have been might have been like a teaser or something. Okay. Yeah, they might have dropped a teaser. Like, okay. the, the trailer dropped was a teaser. It was like, I was, it's, it's a parody of the Space Odyssey. 
So like at the beginning, I'm sure you haven't seen it. No. <laughs> but at the beginning of the movie, there's like a whole 20 minute section that's like on, I think like 20 minutes of like prehistoric earth where there's kind of these humanoid monkeys and it's the invention of the first tool. And they kind of do this thing where it's like a parody of a bunch of little girls with dolls and they're all like baby dolls until the Barbie toy comes in and then they're like, I don't know how to explain it if you haven't seen Space Odyssey, but like they're like, instead of the monkeys smashing together bones as like a weapon, they like the girls are like smashing their baby dolls and replacing it like with the Barbie doll. It's really funny. It's, it's kind of like this like self-aware parody, it seems. Do you think they're going to make fun of Barbie completely, hey? No. No? Well, it's... What is going to be the purpose of the movie? Well, I don't know. I haven't. I have, the, the, the it's live. It's live action. It's live action. Yeah. It's. It looks like it's. It looks like it's a musical. Because at the end of the Space mm-hmm. Odyssey party, there's like a bunch of quick snippets of like you see Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu. You think like the original dancing. song is coming back? I'm a Barbie girl. I don't know. You don't think so? They're gonna play around with something new. They they might they might put that tune in there. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I I know it's opening with uh, uh, Oppenheimer. The same day, Christopher Nolan's new movie. Oh, where the Christopher Nolan? When does movie, that come out? July. Jeez, this, I summer, this next summer is going to be bonkers. Hey. Oh, and also Christopher Nolan, like they wanted to like get a shot of like atomic bomb in real life without using CGI. Yeah, so they had to create this like special camera to capture an explosion, like at like such like a high frame rate. I don't, I don't know the exact details of it, but like they. So like, he's he's blowing up. So he used he basically caused an atomic bomb explosion somewhere like a no they, they didn't they didn't i don't think they actually blew up an atomic bomb but like they there was some they did some kind of controlled explosion of some kind to simulate it yeah interesting that could be cool I, I'm, I'm quite certain he I'd didn't actually what, also love to drop see what christopher nolan does next. well i mean you know they they tested nukes in like off currently areas well i don't know maybe when was a lot like it got to be somewhat recent. Like they test them in the water and shit all the time, don't they? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just draw, just, I don't know, for a film, even though it is Christopher Nolan, if, if dropping anyone, it, to, if any director was going to do it, Steven Spielberg could probably do it. He's like, you know, the highest, like, you know, I would say director Risk that can taker? get anything done. Yeah. But, or James Cameron. Okay, I feel like I feel like any if any one of those three it came out that they dropped an atomic bomb just for a movie, it wouldn't so it wouldn't actually surprise me. I guess if if it was any one of those three directors, (laughs) it would not surprise me. So okay, but for the record, he didn't actually. I don't think so. I I didn't didn't didn't, I didn't do a deep dive, which I guess I should have before I brought it up. But like, is there is there information on what that movie is going to be about? It's uh, the creation of the atomic bomb. Oh, that's going to be good. You just know that's going to be good. <laughs> that's going to give you like imitation game vibes. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just imagining the sound I'm system. I'm very excited for the, the sound system oh. when the bomb goes off. Jeez. If only we had an IMAX theater near us. Yeah. Well, we might just have to go to Vancouver. Yeah. The nearest IMAX theater is four and a half hours away from us. So, yeah. yeah. There's actually one in Kamloops that's like a Adobe Vision surround sound one in the Cineplex. I think so. That yeah. might be the next best thing. Or actually, the one in West Kelowna also has a very good ultra. As av. long as the, as long as the speakers aren't broken, like when I went to see Tenant. No, I would say if we want the best sound, I'd say we go to West Kelowna. That was the worst experience ever. For those that, for those that were wondering, <laughs> basically, I went to see Tenant. It obviously dropped kind of shortly after COVID, so theaters weren't even running for a long period of time. Yeah, and then basically. 
the speakers were broken in the theater that I went to go see it at. So the sound was really quiet and already Nolan dials down his dialogue volume if you watched any of his movies. So they usually have to play the movies really, really loud. And then like, I remember when I watched Inception, like when the, when the score and some of the sound effects were coming in there, it was just like, like the bass is just insane. Like it fills the entire space. But imagine watching Tenant, which is already a really quiet movie with broken speakers. (laughs) I, I, Basically, there was probably 20 to 30 minute chunk of that movie that I just had to kind of try and fill in the pieces. I just, I didn't know. Cumulative, of course. There were moments like the entire beginning. No idea. When I watched it again with subtitles, it, it like explained so much. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I was very, I was very it excited seems, to watch it. With it subtitles. seems like Christopher Nolan, like with each new movie he does, it's like, oh, like people complain about like not being able to hear properly. It's like, oh, you have a problem hearing? Let's turn it down even more. Yeah, let's. How can we make everything else louder except for the dialogue? I think I think his like way of thinking with it is as he tries to make it as realistic as possible. Because like in ten, he's on a boat and there's waves crashing. Like yeah, if you're listening actually there, the waves would be louder than the actual voice. No, no, you're right. You're right. I just think it's a creative decision. But the the entire opera house scene in the beginning was just unwatchable, frankly. <laughs> It was great to watch the, the the scenes and everything, but other than that, I could hear. not comprehend anything that was going on. I actually, when I watched this the second time, I realized, oh, wow, they actually pulled out all his teeth. I didn't realize that. Because when they explained, hey, we reconstructed your mouth when he's in the hospital after that, did not hear that part, so I didn't know. So it's just a whole part of the movie that I just had no idea. This guy like just laid his life on the line and his entire mouth, all his teeth, for the sake of the CIA. I'm just finding that out now. <laughs> you didn't watch it a second time? or I just watched it once. And you didn't understand that part either? I don't remember that part, but it's been really? two years. Okay. It's, it's worth a watch again. I, th- I think it was really well done. Honestly, I think it was really well done. I watched it on the airplane. Uh, so I can't watch movies on the airplane. Why not? Because it's like I want to give it like like the proper viewing experience. I refuse to watch so what do you So what do you do if you're on a seven-hour flight to London? I watch a movie that I've seen like maybe... I've never been on a seven-hour flight. The longest flight I've been on is like three hours. Okay, what do you do on a three-hour flight? Talk to friends. But it was a school trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I I've flew never, by, I flew by myself for connections to Eastern Europe, where mm. I'm from, obviously, but to go see family. And one of the flights was over seven hours to London. I guess you don't have a choice. I just watched yeah. a bunch. I watched... What else did I watch? I watched Black Hawk Down. I watched Multiverse of Madness again. Uh, Tenant. The Green Mile. I watched that too. Mm. Dude, do you ever like, are these, however, these movies that you've seen many times before though? Generally, or movies mm. that I've kind of always wanted to see, but don't really feel like I could sit through them. Like The Green Mile was one of those. I'm like, mm. ah, it's a really long movie. I don't know if I could sit through it, but I mean, you're on a seven hour flight. What else are you going to do? Right. So mm. I figured I'd watch The Green Mile. It was good. Gone with the Wind. Kind of the wind. It's four hours almost. I don't think. I don't think. I was it over. You got. You're. You're also limited to what movies they release there. It's oh, often I guess. like new. Re- it's often newish, newly release. digital releases kind of thing. So one of the newer ones is obviously Multiverse of Madness, yeah. and that was at that time. So this was in September. So at that time, it was obviously like five or six months old. So yeah. I mean, it's basically when WestJet or Air Canada or whatever flight airline partner can get the rights to the movie kind of thing right so yeah anyways we should probably talk about our next main 
topic, I guess. Yeah. The big one. So Henry Cavill is out as Superman and James Gunn is writing a new Superman movie starring a younger Superman on his early years. It's not going to be an origin story, but it's going to focus kind of like on date. Uh, I don't know why I said David on Superman on David. It's going to focus on me. <laughs> yeah. David, well, they're looking for a new Superman, David. Are you going to audition for it? Yeah. I'm going to have to take some roids and, uh, some, some kind of growth hormone that makes me grow an extra foot probably to be Superman build. But geez, no, this was a, this was a bit of a shocker. Do you think that they're going to do this non-origin story kind of like the way that they did the Batman? So it's I... not part of the justice league universe, but it's, a standalone kind of thing. I, I imagine it's going to be the new DC cinematic universe. And this will probably be the kickoff for it. Really? eh? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Cause that would be smart. I mean, that would be the way to do it. Right. Yeah. And I like the fact that they're going with not an origin story. Everyone knows this Superman's is origin. how many times has this movie been remade? They all know how it's all happened. It's the same with Batman and why I think the Batman was successful with Robert Pattinson because it just starts off right after the origin you know you yeah. already know you don't need to re-watch it for the seventh time in a new way that they've done it you know let's spend way more time on the character development and the villain development and the story itself and make it a unique story as opposed to wasting an hour of our time on an origin story that we've all seen before like spider-man homecoming exactly another another great not example. gonna lie though if they did an origin story before Spider-Man Homecoming, or like Spider-Man Homecoming was an origin story, I would have loved it still. I just love the Spider-Man origin. The, the Spider-Man origin so is a classic. The, the only problem with why they couldn't, and this is why Homecoming was so unique, because they couldn't do a Homecoming, or they couldn't do a Homecoming origin story. They could have only done like little flashbacks during the movie because his premiere was obviously Civil in War. Civil War. Well, I guess and, they could have started the movie off with the origin and then go to Civil War and then come back, but then it's just kind of this weird... No, it would have been. It, it would have been, been weird in the yeah. Timeline. It would have been. It would have been weird. The only way they could have done it. Story, yeah. The only way they could have done it is have like some flashback moments where he's like, "Oh, when that spider bit me" or something like that, mm-hmm. and then like or, some or what about the Incredible? How they did in the Incredible Hulk? Like the opening credit sequence was the origin story. Yeah, that because it be, was like that could be it too. Like that, that's a good way to go. That's a good way to do. I just don't think that's MCU style. Well, right. they, that is MCU. <laughs> yeah, but it's too early, like current MCU, obviously, like two Avengers. Black Widow kind of had a little bit of it that, that too. Yeah, because she that too. it was that flashback of then of her getting. By the way, I love the the song that they chose for that. I, yeah. I thought that was really good. And apparently, it's just like some uh, cover artist on YouTube. Was it is? It. Yeah, it was just a cover. It was a cover of a really well known song, but it was like, yeah, I thought it was. Could you imagine Marvel calling you up and like, hey, we want to use your cover in our movie? Oh, bonkers, <laughs> bonkers! Wow, yeah, that was phenomenal, and yeah, it's still did really well. So, yeah, Superman. I think I think they're on the right track. Obviously, everyone's going to be uh, bummed about Henry Cavill, but there's so much stuff behind the scenes that we don't know what's happening. I mean, he got dropped as Witcher 2, or maybe there was he, just a complication there. I believe he just didn't want to do it anymore. To so, be honest, it's a like I mean, it's pretty demanding to film yeah. a TV series, especially, I'm assuming... With such a high budget, too. And also, um, the filming location isn't exactly the most nice, warm... Oh, yeah. the outside in the cold and stuff yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. I no, think I, he's got like, I think he's got to fly somewhere constantly to film it. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Cause works, I gotta go but, like to fucking Siberia or some shit. Right. Like, so it's just, I guess demanding just, you know, 
Yeah. Just, just, I'm just kind of sick of it. Yeah. No, I think... Um, Did it for three years. So. I th- yeah, I think it's going to be... I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. I don't mind. I, I also hear there's rumors that he might be the new Bond, too. Like the new James Bond. So maybe that'll work out Henry for Cavill is also... Like, when you think, okay, we, everyone knows a Superman, but he's also been in Mission Impossible movies. I really liked him in Mission Impossible, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he good. was really good in that one. It was Ghost Protocol, right? I think it was the one after. It was the one after. What the heck was that one called? How many Mission Impossible movies has there been? There's one, Mission, two, three. Ghost Protocol is four. Yeah. And then Fallout. Fallout. That's what he was in. Yeah. And then is there another one coming out now? Uh, Death Reckoning. I think we're missing one, though. What's the Mission Impossible? There's there's one. I think there's a, there's a sixth one. And then, because Death Reckoning 7, I think. There's part one and then part two that's coming out, that are two come out. But there's another Mission Impossible movie. I'm just blanking what it's called, and it's now bugging me. My stepdad loved the Mission Impossible movies, and we actually like watched them all the time. I think the most iconic for me was, oh, geez, probably, probably Mission Impossible 2 or Mission Impossible 3. Like, Mission Impossible Rogue 2 Nation. was where they went Rogue Nation. That's what it was. Mission Impossible 2. We should almost rank our Mission Impossible movies. I haven't saw the last one yet. No. <laughs> I, I got to. I haven't seen them. And I haven't seen the second one. I've seen, I've seen the first. The second the f- one? You haven't seen the second I've one? seen the, the first one I watched was the third movie. And then I watched the first movie. And then I watched the fourth movie. The second it's one so is so weird the order. The second I one them. is so iconic because it has the. It, it's the one where there's so many usages of the like the masks. What are they? Are they flesh masks? I don't know. What do you call them? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Anyways. Well, you've seen other Mission Impossibles where they use the Oh, masks. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, what like, about. this was the first one where they use... Well, not the first one where they use them. They obviously used them in Mission Impossible 1. But this was the first one where they used them so aggressively. Like, you didn't know what was going on because anybody could be anyone at any time. And they were just constantly taking off masks. And you're like, what the fuck? So, but Mission Impossible 3, I think, was, was probably my favorite. Just because... It's the first time where you see Ethan Hunt just basically back against the wall with a villain who's basically got him by the balls and you don't know what's going to happen. And he basically dies and then <laughs> just barely comes back to life. Oh yeah, that was good. It was, it was, I, th- I thought that was, so if I have to rank any of them, that's definitely yeah. my favorite. We could probably rank the rest of them at some point too, but you got to watch them yeah. before we rank them. Yeah, I do. Um, also like with the John Wick, I watched those in a weird order too. I saw the third one first and then the first one. I've only seen the first one. I and I haven't seen the second. I've only seen the first one. I, I can't lie. It's, I don't know. I, I didn't Too really much. feel like there was a need to have a second, let alone a third one. And now they're going to make another one. Yep. The trailer for that dropped a couple weeks ago. I know. We watched that in uh, in theater. Oh, yeah. At, uh, oh, when we watched Wakanda Forever. We, yeah. Like, yeah, and I think they, I know that they're planning a fifth one. They might've been already shot it or not. I don't remember. Wild. Um, but yeah, very excited for, uh, for the project. I guess we're still kind of on the topic, but very excited for James Gunn's Superman kind of James Gunn's a great gonna, writer. I think so. it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good and I support it. Yes. We're all bummed that Henry Cavill is not going to continue as Superman, but I'm sure he's on to cooler things as well. And, and he'll be back in in one way or another oh yeah in in movies heck they might even have him in the mcu 
there's these some characters uh, sure. called like Hyperion and Sentry that are kind of like a Superman parody. So like, could you imagine if they bring in Henry Cavill if they That's already have plans parody. for the They already have the plans for the character and they're going to do them. That's Might as well get Superman himself to play the Superman version. That'd be of- funny. I wouldn't put it past Marvel. No. No, it'd be good. So Avatar tonight, what are some... Uh, I guess what are some predictions or things you're looking forward to? I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm going in pretty blind. I haven't even seen the second trailer. Oh, really? I, I only saw the teaser. Well, I watched a bunch of spoilers today. So what's gonna happen? I'm, j- <laughs> I'm joking. Please no. Um, <laughs> well, I know Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana have already started or filmed most of the third movie, so I'm guessing they survive. <laughs> well, I didn't realize I didn't realize they're already like starting a third one. Oh, it's already mostly filmed. Wow, that's insane. So it's probably gonna release in the next two to they five have four years or what? Date, they have a release date for it already at the one point it was next year and then it might have got pushed that's so fast that's so unlike james cameron we get no content for 14 years and then he's like oh i'm gonna release two back to back it's 2024 uh december 20th 2024 yeah okay so two years it's a very star wars way of doing things right yeah but i mean like the thing is he was also she's shooting two three at the same time and he's got the scripts for i think the, he finished the script for four Mm-hmm. Four, four. Four, four. <laughs> four, the fourth. There's a fourth one? Yeah, and a fifth oh and a sixth he's got planned. Goodness. I kid you not. I guess when you made one of the, you know... Highest grossing films of all highest time. Highest grossing can, films of all time, exactly. The studio's be like, no, don't do it. Yeah, th- no, we shouldn't do a sequel. <laughs> he's got like five and six in the bank, though. Oh, my goodness. I don't it's going to be got, like a... It's going to be know like he's a got Harry Potter series. Ideas for five and six. I don't think he has those written yet. I, what he said, oh, so... Of course he doesn't have it. There, an interview that James Cameron had was um, for the screenplay for the second movie, he had like um, two pages of notes yep. that the executives have when they read it. And then for the third movie, he had one page of notes. He's like, oh, I'm getting better. And then the fourth page of notes, the uh, the studio exec said, holy bleep. As they're calling, he's like, was the feedback? That was the feedback. <laughs> Just those two words. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited. We're going to watch it in 3D. We're going to be right up at the front. It's Best gonna be, spots. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I did see the two people spot. got like the very, very front, not our front. But like the very front? I'm talking in the middle, like two seats row. right in front of the screen, like not even the walkway that's in front with the seats in front of those, the very, very front seats. I don't even know what they're going to see from that angle. I've sat in those seats before. They're not as bad as you think. No? They're not I guess, as bad. I guess they can't be that bad because why would the theater yeah. have them there if they were like, I mean, bad? It's if it, it does like feel like you're looking up a little bit, but it's not like people think. Oh, my neck's gonna hurt. I didn't really have that problem. Yeah, just lean back. The only problem I had is I got motion sickness one time. I think I sat up there like three times in my life. Okay, I got motion sickness once. All right. Well, we'll find out, and uh, we'll be reviewing it tomorrow. I'm just like I said. I'm going in blind, barely even seeing the teaser. I accidentally saw the teaser because it was during Wakanda Forever. And that's all I got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just watched Avatar like the first one last night. I was going to last night, but it's like three and a half hours long. So it's two hours and 41 minutes. David. Really? Yeah. Oh, I the first one longer than that. The second one's three hours and 10 minutes, three hours and 10. Okay. And there's actually, Oh, perfect spot for a bathroom break. I did look at that. I'm not going to use it, but if anyone wants to know, apparently there's no context whatsoever, but apparently there's a sequence where one of the teenage, um, Navi characters pulls a prank and once that sequence ends that's the perfect time to go for the bathroom if you need to okay all right well i mean 
As we know, our bladders are still trained from Avengers Endgame, yeah. so we're going to be fine. Even There'll if I need no to go, leaks. I'm holding it. Yeah. Well, I never, ever, ever go to the bathroom during the movie. I mean, you, you Actually, never, one time. You never know what can happen. That's the problem. Yeah, you never one know time what can with happen. The Hobbit. I drank a lot of water that day, and it was bad. And, like, I had to go <laughs> constantly. And I was like, I'm not going to make it through the movie. I don't think... I don't think there's ever been a movie that I've seen once where like for the first time that I have gone to the bathroom for, I can't, I can't think of one when I, when I saw like infinity war and uh, last Jedi multiple times on the second and third time, you're like, okay, well there's some dry scenes like the entire in last Jedi, the entire scene or sequence at Canto bite is honestly just useless so like when they go to the gambler's planet, I'm just like, I just went, got up and took my time in the bathroom at that time. So, yeah, I think when, when I went to the washroom at the Hobbit, I come back and I was with my dad. I'm like, what did I miss? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> meanwhile, I remember the first time I watched Inception, my mom went to the bathroom. So I think I was like 12, 11 or 12 years old. Uh, my mom went to the bathroom. She came back and I said, She's like, what did I miss? I was, and I basically didn't have much time to say anything. So I was like, I'll tell you after. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was able to squeeze that in. And then we were walking from, from the, we were in downtown Vancouver and we were walking from the, the theater back to our hotel. And it took me 25 minutes to explain to her the two or three minutes that she was in the bathroom for. (laughs) Big moment. It wasn't even a big moment. It was just, I feel like if she left at any point in inception, you're basically experiencing that. She basically left for your... How many times have you seen Inception? Zero. You... I'm not joking. I haven't seen Inception. You've never seen Inception? <laughs> I've seen clips of it, and I know that like it's Dude. about him trying to like forget oh, about his wife because he's guilty no. about it. I like My screenplay no. course, they broke down the scene, so I know what happens. No, you don't know what happens. You haven't seen the movie. It's like he's able to... like They're going to dreams, and they don't know if his dreams it's are not. It's not that and, simple. It's a masterpiece. How have you not seen Inception? And I haven't seen The Big Short either, if we're talking about that on your list. <sighs> I've seen Interstellar, it's though. It's fair. I haven't seen a bunch from your list either, so it's fine. Yeah. But You I, just watched I, Back I, to the Future. I chipped, out, I chipped away at Back to the Future. It's okay. You please watch Inception. I, well, I was going to do a Christopher Nolan, like, the whole, like, his whole film run, like I did with Spielberg. I just, I just haven't smart, got time. Smart. Because I decided I'm going to watch every single movie that Steven Spielberg directed. That's a lot. It was a lot. It was during COVID, so everything was shut down. So I was like, I oh, yeah, time. you did it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Best one. Definitely. Park. Best one what? Still Jurassic Park. Still Jurassic Park. All right. Well, I guess I can't really say much. I'm, I haven't seen a lot of movies that. Close Encounters, I, I never seen before until then. And it was actually quite surprisingly good. Okay. It's the. Oh, God. Actually, the sound, like. At the end, the climax of the movie is so satisfying when the alien spaceship comes down. Okay. It's, P- it's actually, that's actually that that's Peter's that favorite movie, Close Encounters. Is it really? Yes. He said that multiple Peter. times. Uh, Peter. Well, he is, he is like obsessed with sci-fi stuff. We'll have to have Peter on here. Peter, uh, Peter loves movies as well. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Back to the Scene. A little bit of a shorter one this time, but we will be back and uh, doing Avatar here pretty soon. And yeah. Sounds good. Sending off. Bye-bye. Signing off. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.